0: Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable, that's the key, simple and repeatable, 10-step process for sales success.
1: Thank you, Paul. Paul is our announcer for Asher Sales Sense, and I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategy Studio in Washington, D.C. Our host today is John Asher, CEO and founder of Asher Strategies, and the title of the show is, What Sales Professionals Need to Know About Executive Compensation. John's guest is Mark Bronfman, Private Wealth Advisor with Sagemark Consulting, Lincoln Financial Advisors. John, over to you.
2: Thanks. Mark, great to have you on the show. I've had a, such a great career with Sagemark and Lincoln. How did you get into this incentive compensation part of the market?
0: Well, this is my second career, John. I spent uh, 20 years as a classical management consultant focusing on strategy. I had retired once already in my life, and I had an opportunity to uh, come work with Sagemark, which works primarily with high net worth individuals, but I focused on the business owner marketplace, and I felt that the strategy background I had just fit in wildly well took me about two years to figure out the business model. i with with the firm now 18 years, and it's been a great success.
2: You personally, in this, in this area for sure, Mid-Atlantic region, has, has such a great reputation. So let, let me start by um, posing a question. Right now, we don't have a uh, labor shortage in the country. We have a labor uh, crisis. And from a CEO standpoint, when you talk about the CEOs you deal with, they just have to realize that if we're going to get new key employees, whether they're salespeople or anybody else, they pretty much have to have take them from other companies. There aren't a bunch of key, great people just sitting on the bench waiting to get a, a call about a, a new job. And have to um, recognize that's what they've got to do to get great new executives. That's kind of the yin. The yang is recognize as a CEO that your great employees are being recruited You know, through LinkedIn, by recruiting companies, by other companies on a continuing basis. So the bottom line for CEOs now is what what are you doing to retain your best employees? And, of course, for sales executives and salespeople, that really leads us to discussion on compensation. Is this something you're seeing also?
0: Yes. So, John, in the Washington, D.C. area, everyone's talking about the A word. You know what the A word is, John?
2: Um, A salespeople?
0: No, the A word stands for Amazon.
2: Oh, right, of course.
0: And Amazon's coming into the Washington, D.C. region, and many of our clients who are high technology clients or IT clients are very worried about the increasing level of competition coming into the Washington, D.C. region, and this is true in a lot of other cities as well. And so the value of talent is just the number one issue that's on the CEO's mind. You ask any CEO of a middle market company, of a larger company, what their number one issue is. And a number of years ago, it you know it, it might've it might been fighting the internet. And a number of years ago, it might have been um, getting capital or finding clients and finding growth. Right now, the number one issue that we find uh, for our CEOs is talent. Talent drives so many things. It's the key to scale. It's the key to growth. It's the key strategy. And the salespeople done are duly important for a company, not only to create sales, but the salespeople are the tentacles out to the marketplace to create the understanding of what clients want. So they are the eyes and ears in everything. With Amazon coming in and with the great importance and the shortage Boy, executive compensation has become really a critical word and a critical series of uh, expertise for, for CEOs to master.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And, and it's again, it's, it's a twofold thing. How do you get great new employees and how do you keep the ones uh, you've got especially important for salespeople? So as you suggest, sales compensation really is kind of bubbling to the top as something real important. So, you know, salespeople have always been Typically, if you look at the 25 million of them in the country, most of them, if you take the average, have a base salary of about 50% and then a commission of about 50%. Many of them are going towards um, what are called um, uh, sales as a percent of gross margin, not as a percent of sales. And that's simply because if you just compensate salespeople on sales, they can cave on price easily and not lose much of their commission. But if you compensate them on gross margin, and they cave on price a little bit, uh, they lose a lot of their, their commission. So, so right now, there's, there's commission plans, there's profit sharing plans, there's also all these whole, whole group of equity-based plans, you're kind of at the forefront of that type of thinking. So how do you, how do you separate all that? Who gets what?
0: I'll start with the owner. And people forget about the owner. They think that every company is pretty much the same. And what we find is that the philosophy that owners come by drives an awful lot of the whole conversation arena. So some owners are focused on what I kind of call I plans and some are focused on we plans. And an I plan is. Or a salesman or an executive, you go out and you, you uh, do a good job on your own, and you will end up having a reward. That's an I plan. The we plan is that we're going to work together We have a team, and the whole team comes up and down together like a boat uh, on the seashore. I think a lot of salespeople end up having I plans, but increasingly we are finding that a lot of business owners want to put the salespeople not only on a commission plan, but something that also shares the overall growth and value of the company. you say gross margin. I would say enterprise value. And one of the things that has happened, John, in, in the marketplace is that companies are selling so quickly these days. You know, the average company might be out there for a period of four, five, six, seven, eight years, and then it's a candidate to be bought up by a strategic partner or a private equity firm. And so it's not just gross margin, John, it's how strategic is that growth and will it get me to what I want to go do? Will it get me the owner to, uh, you know, really grow the organization? So what we are finding is that there's two general types of plans. There's equity plans where either using true equity or synthetic equity or shadow stock, phantom stock, people are being rewarded on the overall value of your organization. And then there's cash plans, you know, and cash plans can be commissions plans, they can be bonus plans, they can be qualified plans of all kinds of sort. And it's the combination of the equity plans and the cash plans for executives that really seem like it's the best solutions out there.
2: I've seen it on a smaller scale where the sales people have a commission and in addition to base salary, and part of the commission is based on what they do, and the other part is based on what the company does. So sometimes you can combine them together like that.
0: And I would also say that the more senior you go in the sales function, the less likely it is that people are providing you know, traditional compensation plans and traditional commission plans, and the more likely that they are getting a portion of overall profit of the organization. In fact, what we find sometimes when you're dealing with the top, call it top 10% of the organization, if you have a 1,000 employees, the top 50 to 100 people, they may be rewarded more on equity value than on pure cash value. The other thing, John, about gross margin is that not all gross margin is equal. And what I mean by that... (laughs) In the eyes of a buyer, in the eyes of of potentially someone who's going to buy the organization, you know, you want growth, which is sustainable. You want growth that has a large backlog. You want growth that is strategic. Look at the car companies right now, John. You could be a salesman for a car company. Selling cars right now is a low margin business, but a high margin business is just transportation in all different kinds of ways. As a salesman, how do you participate both in the low margin business today of selling cars, but also the higher margin business of transportation.
2: Another problem with selling on a gross margin is, unless you're a pretty sophisticated company, it's very difficult to calculate in some cases.
0: Yeah, this is my second career. My first career was serving as a strategy management consultant for Accenture. I'm a CPA. I understand numbers very well. You know, when you're doing cost accounting, you're doing allocation, you can make these numbers seem almost anything you want them to seem. (laughs) But um, the value of companies doesn't lie. And we have a lot of professional services companies, John, in the Washington, D.C. area's clients, many of whom might be in the government contracting environment. And one number that hit me recently, which was really a surprise, is that 51% of all the companies being sold in in the government contracting uh, environment over a certain size were with private equity firms one way or the other.
2: Yeah, not surprised.
0: And private equity firms want to sell the businesses in three to five to seven years. So they're always looking not only for the gross margin, but for the strategic value when they sell the business in the future. Sales is important. Gross margin is important. But really finding that secret sauce that drives the culture and drives the growth and
1: drives the strategy value is what it's all about. John, it's time to take a quick commercial break. (laughs) Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. Go to AsherStrategies.com today, or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866. 866- Eight three three nine nine four one. We've been speaking with Mark Bromfman on what sales professionals need to know about executive compensation. Now back to John and Mark.
2: Uh, thank you, Dave. So, Mark, great conversation here on the various ways to provide compensation. Are there any rules of thumb when when a company is using cash bonuses and or equity based compensation?
1: Sure,
0: it is fairly typical that for a cash-based reward for an organization, that you may take 5 to 15% of the pre-tax profit and share it with your executives. So if you're a company that is making $10 million in pre-tax profit, you might take something in the area of $1 million of that with your key executives. If you're making $1 million in pre-tax profit, you might take $100,000 10% 10% of a million dollars is a hundred thousand dollars and spread it around each year to your senior executives. And the sprinkling is not even. It's not a democracy. This is this is the senior <laughs> people tend to get a higher amount, but that's one element. We did a study recently on what is the amount of executive compensation that the key executives get. Upon the sale of a company. Again, because so many of these professional services companies and other organizations are selling so quickly these days. And what we found is that on average, when a company sells, 11% of the value of the company is being paid out either in stock options, restricted stock, phantom stock, performance awards, something like that. And that's a large number for a company that may sell itself for $100 million. That's $11 million that's going out to the key executives. Now, if you're a salesperson, you may want to say, well, how do I get some of that?
2: Right. That's what our listeners want to know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: First thing is to find out what's going on in the organization. What are the um, executive compensation approaches that are being used? If you work for a public company, you can get that because uh, the executive compensation is filed on the EDGAR system. EDGAR is an acronym which provides all the information executive compensation and other financial aspects for a public company. But if you're working for a private company, that's typically a closely guarded secret. So you may not be able to find out exactly what the executives are getting, but you can ask about the philosophy. You can ask about, is this something that the whole team is being rewarded and do executives have the opportunity to share some of their winnings with people that are down further in the, in, in, the, um, in the chain of command? And you may also ask the question, what is our owner succession for this organization? Is this a perpetual organization or is it one that likely may be sold or something like that? Asking smart questions makes a lot of sense and can get you not only the opportunity to share in some of these rewards, but understand the philosophy that your company is
2: espousing. So let's take an example for our listeners, many of which are salespeople, and many of which would potentially aspire to be a sales manager at some point in their career. Let's say they're getting promoted to sales manager in the same company or getting a job in a new company as a sales manager. Now let's just say for fun it's a private company because that's a lot of them around this area, as you know. What should that sales manager be thinking about? How can they think about what to ask for?
0: Beyond just asking for the, the uh, commission structure, uh, sometimes uh, a great idea is to ask your manager or your senior people to participate in what we call a cascading bonus plan. And let me describe what a cascading bonus plan is, John, because it's one of the most powerful yeah. approaches out there. And it's one that business owners and executives don't often think about giving to salesmen, but it's a great idea. Everyone knows what a current bonus plan is. You earn $100,000, you qualify for a bonus of 10% on your production, maybe you can get a $10,000 reward. But what if you went to your more senior executives and said, Can we have an additional reward for those of us on the sales team that pays out two or three years later if we're still here and if the margin associated with this business? really became important, can you pay us more? And most people will say, if you want more current compensation, I may be all tapped out. But if you say, you know, what if the company grows in profitability, what if to so of paying me 10%, you pay me 10% now and pay me 10% later based on the growth of the gross margin or the growth of of, of the organization, the growth of sales, because I'm the one who ended up creating this value. Cascaded bonus plans are a great idea. So a a simple idea is you might get some money this year, some money 18 months from now, and some money 30 months from now. And it just keeps cascading like a wave. What we have found is that a lot of owners of businesses are willing to do that because it's a golden handcuff. It it keeps people around. It really is a win-win-win for everybody.
2: And, of course, if the salespeople do meet all those goals, the the owner has plenty of money to pay them. Yes. So it's a win for everybody. It almost sounds like the baseball free agent market, right, where there's all this deferred money and there's all kinds of incentive bonuses for how you, can, how you can make more.
0: Yeah, but you need to watch out for that deferred money. So one study on happiness done and compensation, which is an interesting combination, shows that the older that somebody is, the less likely they are to use a high discount rate to discount future payments. But for people that are younger, they are very impatient, and so you give Bryce Harper the opportunity to get paid out over 50, 75 years, and he's going to say no, thank you.
2: Exactly, which is what he said.
0: <laughs> which is what he said. <laughs> What's interesting is that the older people get, the happier they get generally, and the more likely they are patient and willing to wait to get money. So. The design of compensation plans depends a lot on the cohort that you have. How old or young are the executives that you are trying to compensate? Are they mostly intrinsically motivated by things like autonomy, mastery, and purpose, as Daniel Pink said, or are they extrinsically motivated, like money and fame? And the more that you could find out about, you know, the cohort and the engagement of your people the better you are to understand what, what will be a good executive compensation approach because this is not a one-size-fits-all environment.
1: John, time for the wrap-up.
2: So Mark, it's been great hearing all the latest trends and possibilities for executive compensation plans, which of course applies to uh, sales executives and really to top salespeople as well. Can you give the uh, get listeners a, a couple of bottom lines on what they should do if they want to learn more and especially how to get a hold of you?
0: Right. So if you go to our website, which is boldvalue.com, B-O-L-D-B-A-L-U-E.com, you'll see a whole series of articles about executive compensation and owner succession. Go to our tab on articles for inspiration. That also has our contact information. And what I would say is a word to the wise of it's typically not a great idea to try to have a salesman or a junior person uh, come and craft a plan for themselves, and try to sell it up. The better thing is to say, you know, I, I listened to an interesting guy on the podcast. He's got some good ideas. Just introduce us to your to your senior folks and have them craft the plan. Because if you go to someone with a pre craft plan, it sort of sounds like you're adding your own situation. Uh, There's a lot of <laughs> objectivity here that has to be applied.
2: Well, that sounds like a great, uh, great idea and also a great website. I like the name Bold Value. Well, it's been great chatting, uh, Mark. Thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Well, thank you, John. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, John and Mark. That's all the time we have for today. Our next show is in two weeks. Be sure to join us. From now until then, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. You've been
0: listening to another episode of Asher Sales Sense right here on Asher Strategies Radio.